Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans Cape Cod, BirdWatchersGeneralStore.com, and proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. September means back to school and back to binoculars as we watch for the start of the fall migration. We hope you'll continue your schooling by coming for a free walk with us. Ocean State Bird Club is on Facebook and at www.OceanStateBirdClub.org. That's www.OceanStateBirdClub.org. Ocean State Bird Club. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 745. Lots of things to cover today about birds and conservation, and we'll start out with something kind of flashy. Scientists at St. Mary's University in London say they've discovered one of the largest flying animals that ever lived, a huge, scary reptile that they've named Cryodracon boreas, which translates to something like frozen dragon of the north wind. It ruled the skies right here in what is now North America during the Cretaceous period more than 70 million years ago. And how big was Cryodracon boreas? The scientists say that its wingspan was about as wide as an F-16 fighter jet. That's pretty big, roughly three times that of the wandering albatross, which boasts the biggest wingspan of any bird that's now alive. Now a little closer to the ground, or up in a tree, comes a study from scientists at Oberlin College in Ohio about... Moose and squirrels. Actually about birds and squirrels. The Oberlin researchers say they've discovered that squirrels pay attention not only to birds' alarm calls, but also to their background chatter. And that the squirrels relax a bit when the birds sound relaxed. Study leader Dr. Keith Tarvin suggests that the finding is significant, not just to add to the reputation of squirrels as being wary and clever, but because it also supports the idea that there may be, quote, public information networks that exist in ecological communities, end quote. Maybe that explains how squirrels find our bird feeders so fast. We'll link you to the story on our website, or you can just do a search for... Moose and squirrel. Actually, just search for relaxing squirrel or something similar to find that story. We have a note from our friend Scott Bauman up in Wapon, Wisconsin, where he's continuing his Bigby birding. That's birding by bicycle and on foot and by other forms of transport that don't use any fossil fuel. His quick Bigby update says... I'm currently at 189 species for the year. Had a nice warbler thrush push last Friday, September 6th. 15 species of warblers and 4 thrush species. And every other bird seemed to be a red-eyed vireo. Thank you, Scott. Scott Bauman doing the Bigby thing up in Wapon, Wisconsin. And yes, that was the same Scott who was our mystery bird contest winner last week. At the end of last week's show, we mentioned an upcoming birding competition in New Hampshire called the Monadnock Region Birding Cup, in which seven teams made up of 25 birders participated. The cup is complete, and the groups racked up 85 species and brought in more than $1,500 to help start a fund for student scholarships at Antioch University in Keene. New Hampshire. Thanks to our friend and Talking Birds ambassador, Audrey Boraski, for letting us know about the cup 
and congratulations to the winning teams, including the cleverly named Ravengers. The Year of the Pink-Footed Goose is another team. The Green-Footed Boobies, the Moose Woodpeckers, and the Fledglings for Akresh, named for a new environmental studies faculty member, Mike Akresh. Hope I kind of pronounced your name correctly there, Mike. Meanwhile, guess what's in the rain that's falling in Colorado? Plastics. Yes, plastics. Microplastics. Scientists from the U.S. Department of the Interior and U.S. Geological Survey found plastic in 90% of the samples they tested in rainfall in Denver and Boulder, Colorado, using a binocular microscope fitted with a digital camera. The specific source of the plastic, they say, is still not known. But don't blame the great state of Colorado. Scientists have found microplastics in many, many places, like the Pyrenees Mountains of southern France and on pristine oceanic islands. Many cities around the world have tried to cut back on plastic by, among other things, banning plastic bags. In Boulder, Colorado is one of those cities. Meanwhile, President Donald Trump made an appearance at a Pennsylvania plastic manufacturing plant last month to promote the use of plastic. When asked how, by a reporter, he felt about the world being awash in plastic, he blamed China for the problem. The folks at Algalita Marine Research, meanwhile, a pioneer in the study of plastics in our oceans, ran this headline on their website last week. We returned home with heavy hearts. The headline was for a story about their recent expedition to the Texas-sized swirl of oceanic plastic trash known as the North Pacific Gyre. The first mate on the trip described the experience this way, quote, It was five days without the concentrations letting up. Typically, the plastic comes in waves and gives you a sense that the ocean ecosystem has some relief from the plague. However, this time, you couldn't watch the ocean and not have visible pieces of plastic floating past the boat for five full days. On to the preview of our mystery bird contest coming along officially a little bit later on in this morning's show. Our contest works this way. We play the sound of a bird as we're doing right now. We provide some clues. And we invite you to call in and tell us what that bird is. Or take a guess at it. No correct answer means a drawing will determine the winner from among the nearly correct answers uh, received. So you're hearing the sound of the bird. Here are some clues about its identity. It's a medium-sized songbird. Features bright yellow coloring on the throat and breast with a white belly. Its upper parts are a deep olive green. And it shows a dark patch at the base of the bill and thick white spectacles around the eyes. Despite all that, along with a loud song, it's hard to see because of its secretive habits and its preference for dense, brushy habitat. Our bird, which summers over almost the entire U.S. and winters in the tropics, including coastal areas in Mexico, was long considered the largest of the wood warblers, but new genetic data suggests it is probably not a warbler at all. That still seems to be up in the air, but it is our mystery bird. So that's the contest coming along in a bit. We have some beautiful prizes for our winner this morning, including the Droll Yankees Ruby Sipper Hanging Hummingbird Feeder. 
in lavender, a stylish saucer feeder that's ideal for establishing multiple feeding zones for those territorial hummingbirds, which here in our backyard we hear are still around here in, I guess it's just mid-September. Bonus prizes, a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app. That's the cool app that makes learning bird sounds a game. And another bonus prize. We have a big bag of delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. Coffee that is delicious to drink and good for the birds. Prizes there and clues and the sound of our mystery bird. Our contest officially coming along here in just a little bit. We'll give you the phone number two ahead of time so you'll be totally ready. 781-837-4900 is that number. Extra, extra, read all about it. Here are some of the stories and videos we have you uh, for you on our TalkingBirds.com website and on our Facebook page this week. On the website, bird-friendly food ideas. Good food and drink for people that also helps birds. The Feminist Bird Club and why it resonates with so many of its members. You'll find both of those stories at TalkingBirds.com and on our Facebook page, you'll encounter this hummingbird charm, piecing together the mysteries of ruby-throated hummingbird migration. It's an excellent piece by our friend Lindsay McNamara. And that's part of what's on our Facebook page and at our TalkingBirds.com website, our beautiful new website right now. Well, here's our conservation salute of the week. It goes to Chief Raoni Metuktire of the Kayapo tribe in Brazil, who at age 89 has gone on the road helping to stop the surge in fires that are destroying the Amazon rainforest. He blames the fires on new Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro's attempts to develop the Amazon economically. The chief has now been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize by a group of Brazilian anthropologists and environmentalists for a lifetime of work protecting the Amazon rainforest. And we humbly grab onto their coattails in offering a Talking Birds conservation salute to Chief Raoni Metuk Tire. We have another thank you to issue this morning among our newest Talking Birds ambassadors is Deb Eccleston from Moosup, Connecticut. Thank you so much, Deb, for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. She says, I recently started a YouTube channel where I take videos and photos anywhere I go bird watching. I have done eight episodes and hope to keep it going. One of the things I plan on doing is having some episodes to talk about ways to learn about birds. Well, we've looked at uh, Deb's YouTube channel there, and it is terrific, and we recommend a visit to it. You can find it on YouTube. Just look for Butio or Butio, however you like to pronounce it, B-U-T-E-O, Butio Inspirations. By the way, Talking Birds listeners, thanks to Deb and hundreds of other listeners who've become Talking Birds ambassadors, we now need just 12 more Talking Birds ambassadors to reach the milestone of 400 ambassadors to help us spread the word about birds and conservation. Our goal is to reach that 400 ambassadors level by the end of September. That represents just two more Talking Bird broadcasts after this one. Not a lot of time to reach this goal, so how about it? 
Talking Birds listeners, will you join Deb from Moosup, Connecticut, and the 388 other listeners who have become Talking Birds ambassadors? It just involves handing out some Talking Birds cards that we'll send to you, to your friends and neighbors and fellow bird and nature lovers at your convenience. To join the family, just visit our sparkling new website at the same old address, TalkingBirds.com. Click on the Get Involved button up at the top of the page and then choose the Become an Ambassador button. That's it. Still to come on our show today, we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor in our Let's Ask Mike segment. Mike says he has good news and bad news, so we'll find out what that is all about. And up next, a gull that protects terns. Sometimes is today's featured feathered friend. Presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Well, a bird that everyone knows is the seagull, which is a little strange when you think about it, since no bird by that name actually exists. There are many kinds of gulls, including at least 14 gull species here in North America. And the biggest and baddest of them all is the great black-backed gull. Almost as big as an eagle and with a much deeper and more interesting voice. As the name would suggest, this bird's back is very dark, as are its wings. It has pure white underparts and a big, heavy yellow bill with an orange tip on the lower mandible. It's a bird that's slow to mature, taking four years to achieve its full dark plumage. Away from the west coast, this is the only gull with a black back and pink legs. It's often said that the enemy of one's enemy is one's friend. And that appears to be the case for the great black-backed gull from the viewpoint of some species of terns. That's because the great blackback will not tolerate the presence of herring gulls near its nesting sites. So terns, which suffer high nesting mortality as victims of herring gulls, enjoy a certain level of protection through the presence of great black-backed gulls. Not all birds enjoy this unwitting alliance, though, since the great blackback is a typical gull omnivore, feeding on just about anything it finds, terns included, and birds as large as other gulls and cormorants, as well as mammals, including rabbits, and it's able to swallow a puffin or a small duck in one gulp. The big, bad, great black-backed gull, Laris marinus, Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Welcome again to our show, number 745. This is the spot where we invite you to visit our website. We hope you'll check it out. It's brand new and we think it's kind of beautiful. They're at TalkingBirds.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, which is also kind of brand new. We have some beautiful photographs there, uh, all at Talking Birds. Meanwhile, we have our mystery bird contest, and that is coming along in just one minute. There's a crisis facing us today that reaches far beyond borders or boundaries. It's our planet, and it's in trouble. 
Scientists estimate that climate change will increasingly alter our planet, and many of our land and water resources will be at risk. Without them, we could lose many of the natural habitats that support life on Earth. Not only will numerous plant and animal species disappear, but the quality of life, for all of us, will never be the same. What scientists haven't calculated is the power of the human will to work together to save the future of our natural world and all of its inhabitants. If you're ready to make a difference that lasts, to help protect nature and preserve life, visit the Nature Conservancy at nature.org today. That's nature.org today. Just a, just a reminder, if you're not hearing our Sunday morning show live uh, and have not been able to enter our mystery bird contest as a result, well, here's the way you can do it. Just go to our website, talkingbirds.com. Click on the listen button there, and you can see how to listen to our show live online, wherever you happen to be. If you'd like to listen to any or even all of our past Talking Birds shows, uh, just open the podcast app that's built into your iPhone or the Google Podcast app on your Android phone and just type Talking Birds into the search bar. And then, if you like, you can click subscribe, then you can get alerts about when the next podcast is available and just a click away. You can also find Talking Birds on various other podcast providers. If you don't find us on your favorite app, um, please let us know. That's the baby, the uh, the bee, the bee, the big mer uh, mystery bird is in the mystery bird contest there. <laughs> Our mystery bird is a medium-sized songbird, features bright yellow coloring on the throat and breast, with a white belly. Its upper parts are a deep olive green, and it shows a dark patch at the base of the bill and thick white spectacles around the eyes. Uh, despite all that, along with its loud song, it's hard to see because of its secretive habitats, or habits, that is, and its preference for dense, brushy habitat. Our bird, which summers over almost all the entire U.S. and winters in the tropics, including coastal areas in Mexico, was long considered the largest of the wood warblers, but new genetic data suggests that it is probably not a warbler at all, and it kind of doesn't look like one because it's pretty big. But that's our mystery bird. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Please call us as soon as you can. 781-837-4900. Beautiful prizes include the Droll Yankees Ruby Sipper Hanging Hummingbird Feeder, plus a download to your iOS device or online access to the LockWire app that makes learning bird sounds a game, and a big bag of delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, good news and bad news from Mike O'Connor. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. We're for the birds around here, and we'd like to say thanks to another Talking Birds listener who's helping to spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation. My name's Maurice Ives. 
Tucson, Arizona. If someone is interested in becoming an ambassador, I think it gives a really neat feeling of being an active part of Ray's Talking Birds family. It adds really nice energy to our interest in birds and nature, and I think we could really use a lot more of this in today's world. Talking Birds listeners, please consider joining our ambassadors family. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. To do it, just go to TalkingBirds.com, click on Get Involved at the top of the page, and choose the Become an Ambassador option. That's the Become an Ambassador option under the Get Involved button at TalkingBirds.com. And thanks. Time for Let's Ask Mike Live with the one and only Mike O'Connor from the famous Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod, where I believe the sun is out again today. Good morning, it's Mike. All, it, it's out 24-7 here, 24-7. Right? I've got to make a note of this. 24-7. <laughs> Don't ask this a dumb Must question. be hard to sleep. Yeah, Mike does, never sleeps. He's got to keep those sleep. cash registers going there. That's the right. i got to keep them going full blast every day. Exactly. So you have... Uh, uh, good news and bad news. Where are we starting with the the bad news? I guess. I right? guess we got to start with the bad news. Yeah. It's our buddy Ron Pittaway up there in Canada, the field ornithologist from Canada. He and his friends go through the woods and study all the cone crops mm. and the seed crops. And last year he said, "There's not much up here, and you might mm. see a lot of birds down there in the states." That's what they call us down here. States, and yeah. we did. You know, I think I was doing one of your shows, and uh, while I was talking to you, a whole bunch of uh, evening grosbeaks landed on my feeder. And a lot of people reported yeah. pine siskins and purple finches. People were getting uh, crossbills and red poles. It was a good year. And, and backyard bird people look forward to that. And people who sell birdseed, not to mention anybody's name, no. uh, really look forward to that. Well, the bad news is the cone crop and the seed crop on Canada is doing just fine this year. And he thinks all the birds are going to stay put which means we won't see as many of these unusual birds that we look forward to, which is kind of too bad. And, you know, there goes the staff Christmas party at my store. We won't be having that again. A lot of cutbacks there. At the <laughs> we got a cutback. I mean, you know, we might see, we can still pay attention to our feeders. We might see something unusual, but most of the birds, and you see crops uh, cyc- cyclical, so cyclical, as they say in English, and, and the birds uh, are likely to stay there for the most part. So if you see something, it's more of a bonus than a prediction. But, so that's bad news for me, but for good news for everybody, your buddy and contributor David Clapp, one of your, you have on regularly on your show when you, when you can't get anybody else. Exactly. David Clapp uh, had to go in for a heart procedure, kind of a little surprise heart procedure a few weeks ago, and it, it was pretty, pretty serious. They had to replace a valve, and he was kind of out of commission, and uh, it was kind of, I don't know, I won't say touch and go, but we were worried because the news, you know, like, that's pretty a serious thing, but uh, he popped into the store the other day, and um, he looked, well, I won't say great because it's still David Clapp, but he looks <laughs> like he's on the mend, and he's at back up, and um, he's going to be start doing his trips again in a few months, and uh, he got through the procedure okay. And um, we're all excited about that because, okay. you know, he's, he's a very entertaining guy, and I like talking to him. Don't tell him I ever said that, but he's a, um, and I think, I think uh, all your listeners enjoy him, too, and uh, he's going to be out of commission a little bit, but he's back on the mend, and I'm really here, happy to hear that. Oh, well, me too, and he said that if he could get through a visit to your store, he knew he was on the road to <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's the challenge. Once you get through that, the doctors give him the thumbs up. He's going to be okay. Thank you, Mike. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Mike O'Connor there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, uh, Orleans, Cape Cod. Meanwhile, we're back to the Mystery Bird Contest. 
uh, right after this. The September-October issue of Birdwatching Magazine is now available at Barnes & Noble and other newsstands. It features a story about the uncertain future of the whooping crane, tips for photographing birds that fly fast, and a guide to fall and winter birding festivals. Plus, Ken Kaufman describes how to identify wandering tattler. David Sibley provides a closer look at crows and much more. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. We're back at the Mystery Bird Contest. Here's the bird we're trying to identify. Do this quick rundown of uh, the identity of this bird. A medium-sized songbird featuring bright yellow coloring on the throat and breast with a white belly. Upper parts a deep olive green. Shows a dark patch at the base of the bill and thick white spectacles around the eye. What would it be? A beautiful Droll Yankees hummingbird feeder? Download for Lockwire app and a bag of birds and beans coffee in the offing here on our Mystery Bird Contest. 781-837-4900 is the number. 781-837-4900. Greg is somewhere in Michigan. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. How are you? Doing well, Greg. Thank you for calling us uh, from up there in the great state of Michigan. And what do you think about this Mystery Bird, Greg? Uh, my initial thought was a greater yellow leg, so I have to stay with that. You have to stay with that because that, that's your, you could you could change it if you wanted to. We don't usually allow two guesses, but if you no, I, you I, that that would not be fair. So I'll just go with my initial guess. Well, that you have such you have great integrity, uh, Greg, but you don't have any of the prizes. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Next time. All right. Thank you, Greg. All thank right. Thank you, sir. Bye. Moving on on the mystery bird contest to. Charlie, he's down on their beautiful place of Cape Cod, where Mike O'Connor is from. We can find out if it's really sunny all the time down there. Good morning, Charlie. Hey, Ray, how you doing? Even if it's raining down here, it's sunny. Even it's like with the sun showers. Is that how that? Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. I'm originally from Hanover, and I've always talked here. I love your show, by the way. And now you're on Cape Cod. Well, I hope you're enjoying. Oh, you should see the birds down here, Ray. Oh, my the gosh. birds on when you're fishing are incredible, especially the osprey catching a fish. Oh, it's nice. Un- Unbelievable scene. Well, I used to live on Cape Cod, so I know a little bit about the birds down there. It's a beautiful place for birding and fishing, too, for that matter. And what about the mystery bird, Charlie? I'm going to guess a yellow rumped wobbler. Yellow rumped warbler. I'm getting kind of a skeptical look from Jesse uh, on that one, and apparently that is... uh, Wow. is right. Good try, Charlie. Okay, Ray, always a pleasure. I love your show, sir. Thanks so much. On the Mystery Bird Contest, oh, another caller from Cape Cod. It's Susan in beautiful Yarmouthport. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. You heard a couple of guesses there that weren't quite on target for our Mystery Bird. Uh, What do you think, Susan? Well, uh, how about the yellow-breasted chat? Yellow-breasted chat sounds good to me. Jesse is nodding in approval, and the audience is applauding. So you are correct. Would you like Wonderful. to try a I've bonus? I've been giving out your cards faithfully. Oh, thank you I'm so much. I'm one of your ambassadors. Thank you so much, Susan, the Talking Birds ambassador in Yarmouthport. Um, we might have time for a, a quick bonus prize round. Would you like to try it? Sure. Bonaparte's gulls. We're on gulls today. Bonaparte's gulls often Uh-oh. nest in trees. Which of these shorebirds does the same thing? Is it A, solitary sandpiper? B, American Abisset, or C, the Ponderosa Pine Plover? It's one of those three oh. birds. Uh, well, not I'm, not, I'm not very good on shorebirds. Warblers yeah. are my forte, but okay. uh, I'll try B. 
B would be the American Abbasset. We don't want to hear that music again, I don't think, but that that was not exactly the answer. No. It's actually the solitary sandpiper. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, well, I learned something today. Trees. <laughs> well, thank you, and you won the prize and all that stuff. So you did you Okay, did, well, you very did, good. Okay. Thank you, Susan. Stay on the line thank there, you. and uh, we'll take care of those prizes for you. Thank you. Thank you, Susan in Yarmouthport, correctly identifying the yellow-breasted chat as our uh, mystery bird for today. We are just about out of time, amazingly enough. Next week... We'll be in a New York state of mind with a guest from New York City Audubon talking about a new bill aimed at making buildings in Gotham safer for birds through the use of bird-friendly glass in new and refurbished buildings there in the city. And also talking about another bill there which would require lights out on buildings, city-owned buildings, during bird migration periods. It'll be right here on our show on Talking Birds next week. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, and our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans Cape Cod. BirdWatchersGeneralStore.com by Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. BirdsandBeans.com And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. September means back to school and back to binoculars as we watch for the start of the fall migration. We hope you'll continue your schooling by coming for a free walk with us. Ocean State Bird Club is on Facebook and at www.OceanStateBirdClub.org That's www.OceanStateBirdClub.org Ocean State Bird Club. Oh,